Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, we look at Bible prophecy in the end times with expert Jimmy Phillips, and ministry president Dr. Kenneth Hill is here to share an important update. Watchmen on the Wall is here each day to bring clarity to the chaos. One of the ways we do that is through the Prophecy in the News magazine. Each issue is packed full of timely articles that inform and encourage us to keep looking up to Christ's soon return. Subscribe today to the Prophecy in the News magazine and receive a print and digital version of the magazine and a subscription to our online streaming platform, FaithNet TV. Subscribe today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also subscribe to the Prophecy in the News magazine over at our website, swrc.com. Now, let's go inside the studio and join James Collins and prophecy expert Jimmy Phillips as they discuss Bible prophecy and the end times. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 12, and 13, And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. So it is the clear teaching of the Word of God that we as believers should honor and respect ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today I want to do just that. I'm very excited to have Dr. Jimmy Phillips on the phone with me today. Jimmy is an evangelist who preached his very first sermon at a Friday night youth gathering just 30 days after becoming a Christian, and that was in 1947. He celebrated his 75th year of ministry a couple of weeks ago. Brother Jimmy, welcome to the Watchman on the Wall. Thank you, sir. It's a pleasure to visit with you. Jimmy, I know that a large part of your ministry has been focused on Bible prophecy in the end times, but before we talk about that, I want to hear about you. Would you share your testimony? How did you come to know Jesus Christ, and how did you get started in the ministry? Well, I was riding in rodeos, sleeping in horse trailers, and chasing girls (laughs) at 17 years of age. And I came in from a rodeo, and the lights were on in the church where I knew my mother and father were. So I thought I'd just go in and sit down and walk home with them. There was an evangelist preaching. I got under conviction. I could hardly wait until he gave me an invitation to accept Christ. And I ran to the altar, fell on my face. I felt dirty, I felt unworthy, and I repented. And 30 days later, I preached my first sermon. Praise Jesus. Jimmy, isn't it true that you didn't have a car when you got started and you had to hitchhike everywhere to preach? That is correct. I would set my suitcase on the side of the highway and tape the name of the city I was going to and I would hitchhike to preach the gospel. Well, Brother Jimmy, I want you to know you're an inspiration to me. I consider you a hero of the faith. You have had an amazing 75 years of preaching the gospel all over the United States and all over the world. Now, Jimmy, at age 92, you're still preaching and teaching Bible prophecy seminars. You teach a Bible prophecy class at your home church in Amarillo, Texas, each Sunday, don't you? Yes, sir. I do eschatology every Sunday morning. Well, I love the story, Jimmy, of how you preached in the world's largest church. That is the Yodio Central Full Gospel Church in Seoul, South Korea, where you preached to a congregation of 750,000 people. 
How did you come to preach at the world's largest church? Well, it was a God thing, James. I had a dream that I was in a hotel coffee shop, and Dr. Paul Yonji Cho walked in, and I went over and visited with him, and he invited me to preach in his church. About a week later, I was in Sacramento, California, in a hotel coffee shop, and the same man that was in my dream walked in through those glass doors, and I got up and went over and visited with him, gave him my business card. That was in June of the year, and October of that year, I was in his pulpit and preached to his congregation. Wow, 750,000 people. What was that like? It was incredible. It's the biggest crowd I ever preached to, and over a 1,000 people accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior in that one service. Praise God. Praise God. You've been a pastor and evangelist for 75 years now, but for the last 40 or 50 years, your ministry has focused on Bible prophecy in the end times. Why do you think more churches and pastors don't teach about Bible prophecy today? One thing, it takes a lot of work, and there are ministers that aren't willing to work that hard. There's 31,108 verses of Scripture in the Bible, and 10,280 were prophetic at the time it was written. So that makes one-third of the Bible Bible prophecy. So I think that it should take preeminence in a good part of our ministry. Jimmy, do you believe that Jesus is coming soon, and why? I think the rapture of the church is imminent. The 24th and 25th chapter of the book of Matthew and the 21st chapter of the book of Luke are being fulfilled right before our eyes. We are living in the season of the rapture of the church. Well, like me, you believe that the rapture is imminent. You also teach the pre-tribulation rapture. Why do you believe the rapture will happen before the terrible tribulation? I believe that the rapture of the church will take place before the tribulation period because the Bible says he will keep us from the wrath to come. We will be in heaven for seven years while the tribulation period has taken place on this earth. The Lord is going to get us out of here. He will keep us from the wrath to come. Would you explain for us the difference in the rapture and the second coming? The rapture of the church could take place any time, but the second coming of Jesus is seven years later, and I often call that the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's actually the second coming of the Lord, and a lot of people confuse the rapture and the second coming of Jesus. The rapture takes place according to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Christ comes in the air. But seven years later, according to Zechariah chapter 4, he comes to the earth. So that's two different events. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, Christ comes for his saints. But in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, he comes back with his saints. So there's a big difference in the rapture and the revelation or the second coming of Jesus. Well, Jimmy, what do you say to someone who says to you, Dr. Phillips, you've been preaching and teaching the soon return of Jesus Christ for 75 years. Where is he? Why hasn't he returned? Well, I believe that is all in God's plan, and God does have a date. We do not know 
when the rapture of the church takes place. As a matter of fact, Jesus doesn't even know when he will return. But God will tell the Lord Jesus Christ when it's time to come. We're not date setters. We can't set a date, but we know because of the signs of the time that the rapture of the church is imminent. Well, you spoke about the signs. Do you believe, Jimmy, that the reestablishment of the nation of Israel in 1948 is the super sign of Bible prophecy? I believe May 14, 1948, when David Ben-Gurion went down Watchchild Street in Tel Aviv and went into that art building and he declared Israel a nation, I believe that is the greatest sign that we have of the soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, you started preaching in 1947. Israel was established again as a nation in 1948. Do you remember what that was like, experiencing that at the time? Do you remember thinking, wow, here we are, we're seeing Bible prophecy being fulfilled before our eyes? Yes, it's very vivid with me, James. I was in Bible college at the time, but I was also preaching every weekend. And when that was declared on the radio before television, I got so excited, I didn't know what to do. I thought that would be a super sign that the rapture of the church would take place soon. Well, after the rapture, we have the seven-year tribulation period, Daniel's 70th week. What actually happens during that seven years? That seven-year period for the people that are left behind on this earth, they will experience 21 horrific judgments in three sets of seven. Seven seal judgments, seven trumpet judgments, and seven vial judgments. And it will be a horrific time. It will be like birth pains. They will get closer together and more severe. During that seven-year period, halfway through it, three and a half years, 42 months, or 1,260 days, the Antichrist will go into the third temple and desecrate that temple. That is one of the horrific things that is going to take place during that seven-year period. It's going to be hell on earth, isn't it? Yes, sir. It's just going to get closer together like birth pains and more severe. The signs that we see, Jesus described those tribulation signs as being like birth pains, increasing in frequency and in intensity. Do you believe we're in the beginnings of the birth pains today? Yes, sir, I really do. I think the signs of the time, what is happening in the world today, fulfillment of Matthew 24 and 25 and Luke chapter 17, I believe that is the beginning of birth pains. That is a prelude of what's going to take place on this earth after the church is gone. Well, Dr. Phillips, you and I are looking forward to the rapture of the church, and I know that we're going to be taken up before that seven-year period happens. What will happen to us? What will happen to the bride of Christ? What will we be experiencing during that seven years? Well, at the trump of God, when the dead in Christ shall rise, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together in the clouds, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. We will experience an immortal body, a change, we'll get a new body, and we will travel trillions of light years to the presence of God, and we'll be in His presence for those seven years before we come back with Him at the revelation of Jesus Christ.
During that tribulation period, we see two evil characters rise to prominence. We see the Antichrist and the false prophet. The Antichrist, I personally believe that he is alive and well today. We don't know the color of his skin or his nationality or his language, but according to the book of Daniel, he will come out of the European Union or the revived Roman Empire, the ones that destroyed Jerusalem in 70 A.D. That is the Antichrist. He will have a helper called the false prophet, and it's a false prophet that will help build the image of the Antichrist in the third temple in Jerusalem, Israel, halfway through the tribulation period. In the tribulation, people will be forced to take a mark. It's called the mark of the beast. Exactly what is the mark of the beast? The Bible calls the mark of the beast a number of a man, 666. Man is a trinity. Man was created on the sixth day. Man is a trinity. It's the number of man, 666. Now it will be in the right hand and in the forehead. And because of that, according to Revelation chapter 13, people will not be able to buy or sell unless they have that mark. The Antichrist will control the economic system on this world. I'm James Collins, and I'm visiting today with Dr. Jimmy Phillips, who has had over 75 years of ministry experience, and we're talking about Bible prophecy and the end times. Brother Jimmy, the tribulation period, the seven years, the time of Jacob's trouble, ends in a battle, the Battle of Armageddon. What happens at Armageddon? Yes, the Battle of Armageddon is going to take place. There will be blood of animals and human beings four feet high to the bridle of a horse, and it will flow approximately 186 miles from Armageddon to modern Jordan. It's going to be a horrific thing, and the vultures will come to eat on the flesh of the animals and the kings and the people of the earth that have died. But Jesus comes back at the end of the seven years at the revelation of Jesus, And the Bible says he stops the battle of Armageddon by the word of his mouth and by the brightness of his coming. Actually, he'll say, drop dead, and it'll all be over with. (laughs) Amen. Jesus (laughs) is going to be riding a white horse, isn't he? Yes, sir, and his armies are going to follow him. You and I are going to return with Jesus riding on white horses. I'm excited about that. I love horses. And I had a lady tell me one time, she said, Pastor, I don't like to ride. And I said, don't worry, you will. You'll be all right. (laughs) She'll have the immortal body, yes. Amen. And and be riding a white horse when we come back with Jesus. So then Jesus sets up his millennial kingdom. Tell me about the millennial kingdom. Yes, sir. After the judgment of the nations, which will take place after we come back with him, the revelation of Jesus Christ, there will be the sheep and goat judgment, the goats on his left hand, the sheep on his right hand. That will be the judgment of the nations, and then we will be ushered into a new millennium of 1,000 years on an earth that has been renovated by fire, and a man that dies at 100 years of age will still be considered a child. It's going to be an incredible time. And you and I will rule and reign with Jesus for 1,000 years 
in immortal bodies. That sounds exciting to me, Brother Jimmy. <laughs> Praise God. You know, America is in a mess. Do you think there's any hope for revival in these last days? Well, I think there's two verses of Scripture that will be fulfilled simultaneously. I think there will be a great falling away, which we are witnessing, but at the same time, the Bible says he will pour out his Spirit upon all flesh. I think it's a matter of choice, James. You can be revived, you can serve the Lord, you can get close to God, or you can drift far away. It's a matter of choice. I believe that that's really the proper exegesis of that. Well, Dr. Phillips, for over 75 years now, 75 years, you have been preaching the saving gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there may be someone listening to us right now who doesn't know the Lord. One more time, would you share the gospel and tell that person how they can be saved? My friend, if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you're lost. But you can know him today, right now. Today is the appointed time. If you'll pray a prayer like this and believe it in your heart, you will be saved. Repeat after me, dear Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner and I'm lost. I need you as my Savior. Please come into my life. Wash me in the blood of the Lamb. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. And if I die or the rapture takes place, I will go to heaven. I ask this in Jesus' name and for his glory. Amen. Amen. So you're now a Christian if you really prayed that prayer and believed. Brother Jimmy, I want you to know once again you're a hero of mine. Thank you for your faithfulness to God's call. God bless you, sir. Thank you, sir. It is a pleasure to be with you. Today in the Resource Center, we have the books Bible Prophecy in the End Times and Apocalypse Soon. Order both books today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order online, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Please remember that when you purchase any of our resources, you are supporting Watchmen on the Wall. So thank you very much. Ministry President Dr. Kenneth Hill is here to give us a summertime update and share some important information with us about your Watchmen on the Wall program and Southwest Radio Ministries. Hello, friend. My pleasure to be here. My name is Kenneth Hill. I am the president of SWRC Ministries. We want to say thank you for those who have partnered with us here at Southwest Radio Ministries, and for also our new group that has joined with us. We're working together with Prophecy in the News as well. And so we are thankful for all of you who have been a part in the years gone by and in this year as well. In Luke chapter 4, verse 18, Christ said this, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal 
the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. This was Christ's objective as he was anointed by God to do these very things. And so as we have gathered together today, we are reminded of what Christ did and then as well as what he would have us to do when the Spirit of God moves upon us. We're told that Christ was ministering to those in need, in great need and in lesser need. But to all those in need, Christ ministered. Can we do any less? Can we do any less? The ministry that is supported here through the Watchman on the Wall broadcast and through Southwest Radio Church and Prophecy in the News, we have ministry of the Word to the brokenhearted. We have ministry of the truth of the Word to those who are looking forward to the return, the soon return of Jesus Christ. We are working to help those who are impoverished of spirit and impoverished of money as well. You know, with the times that we're facing, the inflation time and all that goes with it, people get timid, they get scared, they decide they'll put their money in some human endeavor that will bring them greater return than they can get from giving to the work of God. People who get fearful because of the economy often make the mistake of putting in an investment a human concern as opposed to a godly concern. I had a friend who told me this story. He's now gone on to glory. But he was a very wealthy man at one time, and he had money, millions of dollars, and much of it was in a certain account, and that account was attached by the IRS, and before he went to bed one night, he checked his account, it was several million dollars, and when he woke up the next morning, it was zero, because the IRS had attached all the money. And he lost everything that he had. And he said, you know, if I had given to God's work even a tithe of the money that I had in those accounts, I would have had reward for eternity for putting funds in God's work. But instead, I lost it all. The government took it, and I never saw it again, and it was gone and I made no good use of the funds. Well, he lived quite a long time after that happened, and he told that story often to anyone who would listen. He wanted them to hear the truth that he should have given to God's work instead of holding it for himself because it became nothing 
when it was in his hands, it just went away. Well, I'm not suggesting that you're in that kind of situation, but I am suggesting to you the truth is still the truth. And the truth is that you can hold on to money, but sooner or later, you'll lose it. A fool and his money is soon parted. Is that something that I've read somewhere in the teachings of various economists? The truth is, of course, that money that is invested in God's work, doing God's things, will always return a dividend in eternity. No, it's not that you're going to see it all here. You may see some of it here, but you will see it all in eternity because God will use the funds that you give to his work. And right now, SWRC Ministries, Watchman on the Wall broadcast, we need your support. It's not we want your support. We need your support. It's summertime, and the giving has dried up. Now, it's not dried up to nothing. It's a little puddle at the bottom of the little creek, as it were. There's not much coming in. And we need your financial support today. So the work of Southwest Radio Church Ministries and all these other endeavors can go forward. We've got a lot of good things going, and we want those things to continue. And so I speak from my heart when I ask you to please give today. Let's pray together, and then we'll hear about giving. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving us with a love that never fails. Thank you for giving to us all of our needs. Help us to sense what you would have us to give to these works and ministries represented by this broadcast. And Lord, please touch the hearts of those who listen and encourage them, Lord, to give and to give lavishly as you would want them to do so that we can do the job that you've called us to do. Lord, we love you and we want to serve you and we want to be able to serve you day by day. Please touch these hearts and have them give, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Today in the Resource Center, we have the books Bible Prophecy in the End Times and Apocalypse Soon. Order both books when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order online, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Our website, swrc.com, is home for all the best prophecy and end times resources, books by the nation's top prophecy teachers, DVDs that explore everything from UFOs, giants, to dinosaurs, swrc.com. Over 900 items for you, your family, and your church. Free shipping on all orders over $100, swrc.com. That's S wrc.com truck drivers mega churches and seniors all on tomorrow's watchman on the wall program be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station 
or by subscribing to our daily Watchmen on the Wall podcast. Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.